Hi, Ben. Hey. Hi, Matt. Hey, and hi, Mallory. Mallory Ruark joins us today on Table Chat. Hi, Mallory. Oh, hey. Good to be here. Yeah. yeah. It's good to have you. We decided to expand the conversations we're having uh, initially just to sort of vestry members. Mallory's on the vestry. So we're going to have little chats with other people in our church as a way of just like sharing our life together. Like these, we mm-hmm. used to have these conversations at the, you know, park or uh, post office mm-hmm. or else the butcher shop, you know, back in 1933 mm-hmm. when, when some of us olds were uh, kids. And so man, now we get to do it over zoom. So Mallory, welcome to table chat. Give us uh, for people who don't know you, who are you? and uh, What do you spend your time doing? Yes. Uh, so as of now, I spend my time taking care of the littles, the youngins. <laughs> uh, I have two very rowdy, rowdy youngins. Uh, and so most of my day is hanging out with them. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. that's kind of what I do. Um, yeah. So stay at home mom, I guess, is, yeah. That's, I think the technical term for it. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's what they say these days. The, the terminus technicus. <laughs> that's the latin for that uh yeah mallory so and you're also in vestry and you're on our preaching team back when we used to gather publicly yeah long time ago 2019 feels, feels like a long time ago um how is uh how you handling the rona yeah rona rona times uh it's been a learning curve but I mm. feel like that's kind of <laughs> what everyone says. Yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like Corona Tide is just a pressure cooker for like learning all the things. Mm. Like if, if there's something mm. that you needed to learn, you're going to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that feels like what it's been like for me. Something mm-hmm. to learn. Tomorrow you got four. Four things yeah. to learn tomorrow. Ten the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. it, uh, it's not. Yeah, we've been and I. We've 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 talked about this before, Mallory. I think you're right on. Uh, Corona Tide isn't introducing new complexities to our lives; it's taking latent complexities and bringing them to the surface. Yes, and quickly and abruptly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's removing the layers of insulation that we used to have. Like we didn't need to pay attention to it before. We could just sort of. There's some yeah. layers of screening that we could we could keep those things at bay. Yeah. But now, like the increased pressures um, of things being closed down and fewer options and you know things like that are, I think, bringing yeah. those things. They need to be dealt with, or I mean, they just they're right there. You can't yeah. push them away as easily. I feel like over overlapping with Lent too. It's like okay, I I started to kind of take away some of that, like cushion and and screens that like shielded me from things, and it's like. Mm. And now we're going to go a hundred <laughs> yards further yeah. and do didn't, it even more. Yeah. yeah. Didn't quite plan on what was, uh, what's the saying? Uh, didn't quite plan on giving this much up for Lent. So, mm, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe for, we're going. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, just by way of, uh, I, I think the two hardest demographics in our church right now who are dealing with Corona Tide um, are like, like uh, parents with small kids who used to get like some kind of buffer or break from one of them. And now it's just, you know, all the, all the tantrums all the time. 24 seven. And then those of us who live by ourselves and this isolation has created, uh, has enhanced, like we, all our social networks we used to go to for like human connection, we can't go to anymore. And so we're stuck, you know, in our home or our apartment. Yeah. Um, and so Mallory, just as someone who 
maybe fits the former of those two categories. Like what, what are some of the things that, what are some of the things you're learning? Like what are the things that are coming to the surface that you feel like you have to face abruptly? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest one that I have been learning is like my, like my being present, um, just in the everyday ordinary. Um, I just found myself realizing that I was always looking to like the next thing, like, okay, so the next three hours is me on the floor with my kids playing Legos, but I'm thinking about when I get Mm. to like be at table group with my people or lead DNA later, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's been an abrupt needed, but an abrupt, like that stuff isn't there to look forward to. And that stuff isn't there to plan towards, your only option is to be present right here in the now Mm. Um, and being able to like make that paradigm shift like in my body, in my heart, in my mind, my Mm. soul, like, Oh, being present is all that I can be right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mallory, what, uh, I don't know if you have an awareness of where this question, I'll just to ask the question, I guess. And it's fine if you don't have a super, strong awareness of it. But I wonder what, uh, what is it about being present and not having something to look forward to? Like, what was hard about that for you? What's been hard about learning to be present? Maybe say a little bit more about what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, I've, I've like learned this in like an opposite way. I have a friend who always says, Oh, that's, that's like future self's problem. Uh, and for me, I've realized like I do everything net, like, busyness and hurriedness and planning so that future Mallory doesn't have any problems, right? Like mm-hmm. future Mallory is like, got it made in the shade. Oh, um, yeah. and so like for me, like my present is preparing for the future. Like that's what it's always been. And so mm-hmm. I think not having anything to like move towards, to be dutiful towards or building or learning or growing, like to be mm-hmm. present, I think felt stagnant. You know, like there's nothing being done here. Um, yeah. And I think that's a call to like my self preservation, like a, a viewing of my self preservation and my longing for, I don't know, significance maybe. But I think mm. that, I think that a call to be present meant nothing productive or nothing that could be built on um, yeah. was happening. Yeah. At least nothing that you are aware of or that it can be visibly, you know, I didn't create a lesson plan. I didn't create a, you know, a plan for this future thing. It's just me being here, you know, with my kids, which is obviously good. You know what I mean? Like you obviously sort of affirm that that's good, but because there's no visible productivity to it, that it made it difficult uh, to be there because it sort of jacked with your sense of who you are, the sense of how you spend your time and what's important. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it's, I think I had a very warped vision of doing good for my kids and being a good mom for my kids meant like preparing myself and other things like ahead. Like here's what we'll do whenever X, Y, Z happens. And like, but that's like, it's so funny. Like when you say it out loud, like no being present and like hanging out with your kids and laughing and joking, those are good things. (laughs) Those are are good things too. No. And it's almost like, Mm. it's almost like 
it's almost like the, cause it's not wrong to prepare for your kid. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not wrong. Right. That's, not, that's actually being a good mom. It's being a good parent to make sure that they have their lunch and that they've got shoes on their feet and they're going to be okay. And you know, all that stuff is good, but it's unto being able to spend a, have a great picnic in the park, you know, or be yeah. able to have a good play date with our friends. Yeah. Um, and so it's almost, it's interesting that this has forced you to sort of say, Oh, all of that other stuff I've been doing, is unto this thing that I now have to learn how to do because yes. I, I just, as soon as I got to that thing, I was doing the next thing in my mind, you know, preparing yeah. for the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really mm -hmm. good, Mel. It yeah. is. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Got me thinking about, got me thinking about my life now. So. <laughs> over, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, an, an old person thinking about anyway. Yeah. We're gonna have, we're gonna need to give Ben space to think about his life since there's so yeah, much yeah, to, you guys to think about. Carry on, carry Mallory on. Mallory has like almost half less to think about. <laughs> uh, so Mallory, what I hear you saying is like you you were able to endure times that you weren't really enjoying because there was always something to look forward to or to get to. Like I could, you know, I can um, play cars with Remy because after this, I get it. I can uh, I get to watch Oprah. Or something, right? right. <laughs> and now, uh, and now there's the next thing is oh, playing cards with Remy again, and then after yeah. we play cards together, we're gonna uh, play cars. We gotta play cars together again. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I go to yeah. sleep, and then I wake up and I play more <laughs> cards. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's yeah. it's, it's important. Like one of your coping mechanisms for like dissociating from reality is to sort of take these little time machine trips in our mind. Yeah. to what we'll do later. Yeah. And now later is what we're doing now. And it like cuts off the way that we cope with, yeah. uh, the, the way we cope with not receiving reality for what it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's interesting, like to just to expand on that a little bit, the things that I was using to do that were good things. Right. Like, Oh, like, I get to preach on Sunday or, Oh, I get to like, yeah. lead a DNA group or going to walk with a friend or yeah, I have a vestry meeting. Like all these things that bring me life and are good work, but being able to have good work taken away hmm. helps to reveal that like the good work wasn't always doing good work. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. Or you would use the good work to avoid this other work that felt less yeah. comfortable. For whatever yeah, reason. yeah. like a, a gift to be taken, the good work to be taken away so that yeah. I can see how to enjoy the good work for what huh. it is, but yeah. not use it for bad work. Mallory, that's like a, that's like a sermon on Lent, like fasting, <laughs> for, you know, seriously, like that's fasting for Lent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fasting is taking away something good, not to punish ourselves, but to reveal like what, how have I been using this good thing? to cover mm. over another good thing that I maybe is less comfortable or, or mm. harder for me to embrace. Mm. Um, yeah. It's really, yeah, that's, you know, here endeth the sermon. Um, but that, that's great. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's great. And I think mm. it's complicated too. I was just thinking about this, like the looking forward to like uh, this uh, Corona tide, as we're calling it um, is like indefinite. It's not like, Oh, Easter's coming. And then, you know, or May 1st. Yeah. And then it's like, there's this question mark mm. out in the future where it's like, I don't know when, like probably right. at some point. Right. Yeah. I don't, but, but we don't know what it's going to be like. And we don't know. Yeah. We don't know when um, we sort of have to wait and see. So every day mm. 
you, you can't even take those little flights into your mind because the, the future of when is, is indefinite. It's just, it's fuzzy yeah. out there. So yeah. yeah, it's almost like, it's almost overbearing to do that instead of like an escape. It's like, it's just yeah, more like it's, a nightmare of like figuring yeah. out or being disappointed when it doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. There's there's like a wishful thinking thing that you're like, no, nah, I don't want to just yeah. sort of cross my fingers and hope it'll be over by May or whatever. Like, and so, yeah, you have to you have to just sit there and play cards with Remy. Yeah. yeah. So can I ask one more aspect about this uh, yeah. that I've, I've heard you allude to in other conversations? Um, for those who don't know, Mallory is married uh, to yeah. a uh, a really beautiful pretty man named Spencer. <laughs> um, and I don't call most men pretty, but I know how much Spencer likes it. And so uh, Spencer <laughs> used to leave the house every day and go yeah. somewhere to work. And now he stays in the house and tries to work or still works. Can you just describe maybe what are some of the complexities that's introduced in, in your rhythms? Yeah. Um, so I think for us, the, I mean, when he's at home, unless, you know, we've specifically planned out, I have to work from home because X, Y, Z, um, like he is home because it's his day off or we're doing family Sabbath or we have something that we're going to do. And so having him home is like this, I think I said this to you uh, earlier. It's like, it's like a taunt almost like mm -hmm. you're, you're close and could spend time with us or you're close and you could help me when both kids are having a meltdown. Um, mm. But also like mm. you're the breadwinner, like you gotta, you gotta do the stuff so we can eat the stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's like this weird like, yeah. paradigm of like, you're yeah. touchable, but you know, it, it have to pretend like you're, you know, two streets up at yeah. work. Yeah. 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 So that's been, interesting and it's brought up a lot of it's done a lot of good work uh the first week of being home I was like why aren't you helping me don't you love me <laughs> <laughs> you know you know not yeah. quite that dramatic but yeah, you yeah, know sure. like uh hello here don't you see how hard this is like mm. I have both the kids and I'm trying to learn how to homeschool and mm -hmm. don't you hear them melting down um but being able to like realize like what's going on in each other's lives, like what, what has changed and shifted? Um, we just had to have a lot of conversations around that. A lot of, you know, I have to work. You know, he's also writing his thesis for seminary yeah, right. and in seminary, like he doubled them up, not realizing we would be in <laughs> Corona time. Um, yeah. So like his plate is so full yes. and like me, me realizing like, you're not, just not helping like you have work to do, <laughs> you know, and being yeah. able to extend that grace to each other, I feel like has overflown, overflowed into a lot of different areas of our lives. I think both of us are pretty like task and duty and huh. put your head down and get stuff done. And mm. I think that we expect that of each other as well. Hmm. And him being home and us having those kinds of conversations of, expectations of what each other's duties are. <laughs> um, yes. It's done really good work for us, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I really appreciate it. It's been so encouraging to hear, uh, to hear from you, Mallory. Uh, I appreciate yeah, hearing I about how God's been at work in your life and in your family. 
uh, during Corona Tide. Yes, uh, it's it's um, it's inspiring and um, helpful to see how you've taken these challenges and not just sort of tried to cope with them, but that you've been attentive to how God's been present. Mm. You've been attentive to how God's been at work. What what's being revealed here that um, you know that we can tend to now? That you know to see it as like oh, this is also an opportunity. It's a it's a challenge and it's painful and it's really really hard. It's also an opportunity for for things to be brought to the surface that maybe you know, wouldn't have been brought uh, otherwise. And so yeah. I, I appreciate hearing about how you're leaning into that. Yes. It's encouraging. Thanks, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Great. Yes. Mallory, we appreciate your leadership in our community, both in preaching <laughs> and in your uh, place in the vestry and all the administrative work that you do for us on our staff. A lot of you guys don't know this, but Mallory also is kind of the, the grease in the machine, so to speak, that makes everything <laughs> Uh, run smoothly. So if anything good has ever happened to you because of the table, Mallory probably has had a hand in it. So well, I do know her some, the next time you see her. The good thing that's happened to Mallory today is some guy told her she was the grease in the machine, which, <laughs> which is every woman's dream. Am I right? Uh, as, yeah. is, that, is that like an old guy metaphor that doesn't translate? I don't know. I'm just like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the youngs like to be called grease, but uh, okay. here, I'll, I'll, I'll make up. Go my ahead, Mallory. My productivity kairoses of like wanting to do stuff like it, it kind of works. It, it translates for me. I, All right, I, I can dig it. She, can she, dig got, it. she got it. She receives yeah. grease. Let me see if yeah. I can make it up, uh, make this up. Uh, uh, as Ariana Grande would say, <laughs> thanks for being with us this morning. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, I think, I think your ideas next? about what millennials are into is, uh, I think you're projecting something I, from as somewhere. As Hannah I'm not, Montana I'm not... would say. <laughs> <laughs> I like skipped both of them. They're like both right on the outskirts of like my. <laughs> your era. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Anyway. I can appreciate them though. I can appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Mallory. Bye. Peace, everybody.